0: Hi, hi. I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Kennedy Sum. I'm Sam Joe. And we are
1: The S-G, SG Boys, the new gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at The SG Boys.
2: All right, welcome to our WAP, our wet ass podcast. <laughs> hey, get it? Get it. WAP.
0: Um, I got it. I got it. I
1: planned like a whole week before saying this. Okay, I think okay. it sounded better in your head. <laughs> <laughs> very, very. Hateful. Cruel. How have you guys been? I got drunk last night, but what's new? Oh, but I'm sober in the studio today. Hey, right. wow, that's okay. an accomplishment. <laughs> it's not okay. No, no, no. As <laughs> if we're joking to Kennedy.
2: Oh. It's real sunny up here, but oh. I do like a little bit of
0: shade. There
1: we go. Josh was just saying that I feel he feels like I'm radiating, and yes. yeah, I've, I've been in a really good space recently, and I'm I'm really happy, and yeah. It's the end of the year, and Christmas
0: gatherings have started, so I'm just like you know getting in the holiday swing, listening to a lot of. Um,
1: Mariah Carey's Magical Christmas song Wait, so I actually discovered a new song from Mariah as a long time fan I only just discovered it it's called Miss You Most how does it go? Um, it's I from mean, the Merry Christmas album. Yeah, it's the the, oh. the lyrics are like, um, and I miss you most this Christmas time and I can't get you off my mind. It's actually a, like, a pretty sad, melancholic song which is very different from, you know, like, All I Want For Christmas Is You, yeah. mm, extra festive version. Yeah. Mm. It's very different from that. It's very uh, reflective and I think my default mode is contemplative when I'm alone. So, it's a very good accompaniment for the end of the year and I'm glad I discovered this song. She actually has a lot of gems on that album mm. but All I Want For Christmas Is You like just eclipsed everything else. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So, end of the year is like a very pensive period, right Yes. You, you tend to like start reflecting on like your life and everything so christmas songs that resonate the most with me are also the sad ones like blue
2: christmas i for many years would say i'm not ready for christmas not ready for christmas going through anxiety or depression the divide and contrast that you have with everyone else around you who's having all these gatherings and feasts and then you feel like ah the christmas tree is not even up in the living room it's terrible but for this year i feel like with the isolation that we've had I really like Christmas now. I really want Christmas. I am aware there are a bunch of people that are trying to not let Mariah Carey get to that number one spot again. How dare they? Okay, they're like, oh, it's the most annoying song ever. Well, to you, I say... I don't care about you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I that, I guess that, tongue
2: tongue. that was so good. <laughs> okay.
1: So, uh, we have a guest today. Uh, mm-hmm. You might have heard a very deep, sobering, yeah. attractive voice today. Yeah. Um, and let's all welcome Paul. Hey! Hi, hi guys. Welcome.
0: Thank you. All Thanks right. For so me here.
2: Paul is. Let's describe his outfit. Okay. Let's do okay. Joan Rivers
1: right now. He is wearing. Is that Conde des Garcons? No, it's not. I think it's some cheap knockoff that I got in Bangkok. <laughs> you know what I was gonna say. I was <laughs> gonna be like, what he's wearing today and the whole ensemble is um. I have no idea what this is. It's new urban mail but make it haute couture.
0: Ooh. I think you look much better than that Paul like to your credit he's wearing like a very nice like you know sleeveless white top with like a red heart with a blue heart inside of the red heart that's why you confused it for comedy is this English
1: oral why are you describing the picture to me um, (laughs) and then in the foreground
2: (laughs) like
0: awesome blue shoes which I want yeah
2: Yeah, very nice and at the back of his t-shirt it says love Right. Aww, yeah. L-O-V-E, which I guess is what we're going to talk about today. We a are. Bit. A very different kind of love. Paul, on Instagram, uh, he is very proud of uh, the fact that he is in a trouble.
3: Uh, I'm not really in the trouble right now, so it's kind of changing. Okay. it's uh, I have two partners that I've been with for 10 and 6 years, but there's a third one. So it's like a transitory phase from a throuple to a quadruple, something like that. Wow. Interesting. So you have like four people. Including me, yes. Including
0: you in the relationship now. Yes. Tell us more about that. Like, how did it come about? Did it start with just
3: you and one other person or? I mean, to go even further back, I think I've always liked the big family. And I think for 10 years of my life, even before I met James, I've always been in straddling two boys, so to speak but I've always been open about it so they always know about each other it's just that it never worked out one person will sort of say no this is not working for me Mm -hmm. and they would just leave right that was not until I met James and James happens to be the kind of person who's very open-minded who is willing to give things a try and I think he's also the kind of partner who's really committed and loving Mm -hmm. if this makes Paul happy let's see where we can go with this so three years later after being with James I met Ian six years later um, now I'm with Egan. So uh, I say transitory because Egan has not spent a lot of time with James. James has been in um, Canada for the past two years. Right. right, They're more or less like strangers to each other right. at this point. Mm. So I'm still waiting to see how this can work out in the future.
1: Just to clarify, um, is there any label that you put to this relationship? There's labels such as polyamorous, uh, polygamous or open relationship. Like, So is there any label that you put to it or you're just keeping it
3: open-ended for now? Polyamory. I mean, mm. it best describes it at this point. I'm a bit resistant to the label of polygamy only because of the roots of the word. This could just be me being very pedantic about it, because you know, polygamy means many wives, mm. polyandry would mean many husbands. But we, know, we're not in that kind of relationship, um, the kind of institutionalized type relationship. So, but I think polyamory is the best at this okay. point.
2: I yeah. am just so fascinated by this because the very first time I heard of even like a trouble situation is like. Two, three. It's like Britney Spears, so you can actually listen to that song and be I like, I can really, and I'm like, I yeah, want one, also of- can I get? <laughs> speaking of that song,
0: <laughs> the lyrics are like, one, two, three, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Hey. So Paul, hey. you're mentioned in the song. Oh. I feel like that song's bad for you. I'm guessing you kind of hinted that it was your idea, because you said yeah. that, oh, James um, said, okay, whatever makes Paul happy. Yeah, polyamorous is the
3: best way to describe the relationship them in. But I don't think it completely describes me as in my attitude towards a relationship. Because I think what I am is I'm very experimental in that way, relationship-wise. So not the kinky side. In that I'm very curious about the boundaries of relationship, the extent of love or the shape of love, the look of love, what it looks like. The idea of love, of time spent with each other, of um, the commitments that you have are not going to be the same as the ones that you have in a monogamous relationship, or an open monogamous relationship, or a straight married relationship. And so these things interest me. So there's an intellectual aspect to my approach to a relationship in a sense... Mm-hmm. From the outside, the first thought is, oh,
2: they're in it for the sex. Yeah. you know, Because when they think of three people together, they think, oh, it's a threesome and a relationship must just be an extended version of that. But I think after speaking to you like over coffee and, and hearing you talk about your partners and the love that you have and the
3: romance that's very much there, I think it's quite fascinating. Yes, a lot of people think that it's about the sex and they're very, very wrong. <laughs> because I am not much of a threesome, which is why I say I'm not super experimental when it comes to sex. Um, so I'm not much of a threesome, foursome kind of person. Usually when I have sex with them, it's a one-on-one. On the very rare chance that the three of us are together or the four of us are together, then you know we, we have a threesome or a foursome. But it's very, very rare. People have asked me questions like, um, when you guys are together, do you compete to see... Who comes the fastest? Or mm. That sort of question, which is just very strange. I just think it's just projections. So people want to be in a situation for yeah. sex. So that's them, not me. Yeah, I mm. told a friend yeah. that
2: we're going to have you on and the first thing was like, oh, I'll never be in a trouble or a yeah. threesome because one person is going to get left behind and one person is going to feel neglected. So it's yeah. hard to like control for you. You're saying that it's not that case.
3: No, no. I mean, it's actually no. That point about someone being left out. I mean, if you if you extrapolate from a four-person relationship to a five, to a six, to a seven our time is limited with 24 hours a day, at some point someone is going to feel left out. So the approach to the relationship has to be a bit different. It also really depends a lot on expectations, what each of us expect of each other, how much time we want to spend with each other, how much time do we need from each other, and being very open about those expectations. I don't think polyamory is for everyone because some people might need a lot of attention Mm. then that's going to be very difficult because then you know attention gets spread too thinly in a multi-person relationship for instance
2: also we've discussed uh, representation a lot on this podcast more than just sort of LGBTQ plus representation in the media but also the templates that we follow when it comes to how we love how we perceive love I didn't know about troubles until like really recently so now I'm sort of like say if I was dating Paul and Paul says he's also dating this other person um and and he would prefer to keep us going that we now form a trouble like i wonder whether or not i would say no this is not for me or because i don't want to lose you i'm gonna say yes yeah i want to ask you about the unit whether or not you guys love and operate as a unit or is it more of you have a love for each of those partners do your partners then have that kind of attraction and love for each other across the circle?
3: The romantic aspect is just uh, just me and them, okay, um, respectively, right? Um, so between James and Ian, they have a kind of love, but it's not romantic. I mean, they have affection for each other. They talk to each other behind my back. I'm sure they gossip about me as well, you know. Like, <laughs> Aiken is, is on very good terms with Ian. They They talk to each other very well. So they are also finding their way in this relationship. And like I said, it's all a journey. We're really still in the process of figuring this whole thing out, yeah. So earlier you mentioned that word uh, competition. I know that was with
0: regard to sex, right? But how about affection-wise? Do you get that misconception from a lot of other people, I guess, looking in on your relationship. Do they think that it's some sort of competition where
3: they are vying for your attention of sorts? Do you get that? It's possible that even in a two-way relationship, your partner doesn't want to spend that much time with you. Mm. He might want to spend more time with his hobbies, with his friends, with his families, and those things vie for attention too. Um, So actually, when I ask people like Ian and James, for instance, whether they would consider being polyamorous themselves, that means they find partners on their ends and expand on their ends. The likelihood for them is no, because I'm enough, (laughs) Enough not in the in the romantic sense, but I'm too much to handle. So <laughs> <laughs> so I'm enough. And they have other things that they're more interested in. They're not interested in this thing that I'm interested in, which is to expand or explore the idea of relationships, to where it can go, what forms it can take. Yeah. Okay, so there's no like jealousy or envy or whatever? There might not be jealousy, but I think envy is something that is uh, almost inevitable sometimes. It's inevitable, especially for the new person that comes in. When Ian came in, he would see like what James and I have and he would feel he excluded. Mm. When Egan comes in, he sees what Ian and I have. He would feel like, oh, I'll never be able to participate in the dynamics. Having been with James and Ian for a while, and you know now that this is coming to the picture, I'm quite aware of these things, so I'm able to preempt and I'll say, you know, are we making you feel left out? I would say to James, for instance, you know, sometimes Ian can feel left out. You know, th- this was in the earlier part, right? You know, maybe we try to include him in, in different ways, and it could be really small things like jokes, inside jokes, because I've been with James for three years before I met Ian, so we have already established a certain kind of rapport on chemistry, and so some things. Are between us and that would naturally exclude Ian when you know, a conversation happens and we joke about something and he doesn't really know what we're talking about at the same time I also try to tell Ian that he needs to if he wants to be part of the relationship he needs to take an active role he needs to participate Everyone needs to pull their weight, Mm.
1: so to speak. My initial question that I asked you, just not at the start, was, is it something open-ended and is it exploratory? And, you know, like, from what you're explaining, it is. Yeah, there's no clear label to what the situation is. And I think it's quite admirable because, you know, I was binge-watching The Crown last month. I finished the whole show. Love it. (laughs) I I promise you there's a link. (laughs) 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 Uh, And then I just saw, like, all the broken relationships and the marriages, like, people following institutions and rules because they have to. It is the ultimate example of that tradition. Prince Charles and Diana, you know, how, how the relationship failed. And then you see Princess Margaret. Everything is like appearances. And because of all the rules imposed on them, you have the courage to keep it open-ended. Because it's not something that a lot of people can do. I think it takes a lot of courage because marriage and everything is the tried and tested path. It's always easy to see where it's going. And so it takes kind of like a lot of boldness to dive into the deep water, almost. If it's an open relationship but it's monogamous, it's two people are romantically
3: involved, but they are uh, sleep with people outside the relationship. E N M. So there's ethical non-monogamous relationships. Oh yeah. So, there is a, a broad category for all these relationships. Mm.
0: Ethical, non monogamous, monogamous so relationships. The
3: ethical part is very important because mm. it's all about honesty, it's about negotiation, about consent. Consent, yeah. yes, that's very important. So, it's not cheating. Mm. Cheating is, you know, if you sleep with someone and you don't tell your partner. And mm. that's not. A I always have a very
1: broad definition of cheating. Cheating for me is when you break an agreement. Yes. But what that agreement constitutes yes. is up to the people involved yeah. to decide. There's this book that I discovered last year, it's called The Ethical Slut. It's kind of like a primer, like a very beginner's primer on like poly open. And yeah, that's why um, when you mentioned the word ethical, I thought of that book. I mean, mean Kennedy's
3: absolutely right. So in some open relationships, what partners do is they they give their partner veto power. Now that's a very powerful thing to give. And if it falls in the wrong hands, then even if you are, you know, technically in an open relationship, it still might not work. I'll give you an example. So in order to please you, I say, let's be in an open relationship. Okay. And then one day, maybe our agreement is you need to tell me who you're gonna sleep with first. I'll give you approval. Right. And one day you come up and you and you and you tell me you want to sleep with this guy. And I have veto power, right? And I'm feeling particularly insecure that night, and I say, no, you can't do that. The yes or no's that go to you is haphazard, random, not thoughtful or It's possible that your partner is going to sleep without telling you anyway because he knows that, firstly, there's no rule to how you're saying yes or no. Mm -hmm. Secondly, it's born out of your insecurity and you're not addressing it, we're not addressing it, that open relationship might fall apart Mm -hmm. also. So what Kennedy says is very important as in it's what your agreement is. And you have to make the agreement very clear. And if you want to give your partner veto power, for instance, I think it's very important for the person with the veto power to understand why he's saying no. I feel like it is
1: better to have best practices than to have rules per se, because as we all humans, we know that sometimes it's not always easy to control a very inevitable feeling. Like we said, envy is inevitable and stuff like that. It's always a work in progress. And if there's something that needs to be paused and talked about, you always constantly negotiate.
2: Paul actually mentioned about one of his partners being in another country during this period as well. Did that sort of break the pattern, I guess? Because, you know, yeah. one partner is missing, right? Yeah. So now it's kind of like the two of you in the yeah. same country
3: and...
1: It's not the same yeah. Yeah. The shape It's not the same. The shape is not the same.
3: Um, James was around and it could just be me looking for the triangle again. I could have been in a state where I was also thinking, James is not here, which means I can explore the, the polyamory a bit more. And I did tell James that actually part of why I'm trying to see if I can work things out with Egon is because I'm curious about where this polyamory can go. Yes, I'm very worried that the balance will be tipped. In polyamorous relationship, we have terms like primary, secondary, tertiary. So there are actually many levels to the relationship. So at this point, um, I would consider Ian and James to be the primary partners and Agan to be the secondary partner. And I think Agan knows this. (laughs) Very early on in my relationship with Egan, like half a year in, I said there needs to be a probationary period of like two years because James is not here. I said I need James to come back, and then we see how we function as a unit. And if we can function as a unit, I did tell Egan that it's possible that two years later, if things don't work out, then he needs to consider if he might be comfortable with being a secondary partner rather than the primary partner. It's difficult for him. It's difficult for anyone coming into a relationship into a polyamorous relationship. Wow. So okay. yes, I am worried about the balance being tipped. Yeah, uh, a year plus ago, somebody, people were like, oh, you know, are you, are you going to have a third? And I said, no, no, I'm not going to have one for the next five years. <laughs> and then one year later, again comes into the picture it's not just exploration right i mean i don't want to make it sound clinical although i think that's very important because most people have very romanticized ideas about a relationship not realizing that they need work which means there are moments where you have to be clinical about it mm. um, in a relationship because it's, it's just like anything else right yeah but when i met Egan, obviously there was a connection i felt something for him and that was the impulse more than the i want to try it's not just for the sake of it la. no it's not yeah. just for the sake of it Definitely. People like to think that it's all about sex, right? But sometimes I wish that they would like be able to see me in my quieter moments. So, like when I'm in my shower, sometimes I would imagine how I would feel if one of them left, and if they could see how I'm crying in my shower, they will know that they mean a lot to me individually. And it's, I think sometimes people would think things like, you know, once replaceable, they're completely not replaceable. If James left, I would be devastated. If Ian left, I would be devastated. If Agan left, even though I've only been with him for a year plus, I would be devastated. Just that day, just that day, Aegan was gymming with me and he fell and he hit his head on one part of the of the Smith machine. And you should just hear my scream when I went over and I was like, Oh my God, are you okay? And this one other person, I was so embarrassed by my scream, but I was so worried that he would have gotten a concussion. And I was just, my heart was beating so quickly. And I just, my eyes were so wide open. And I just standing and say, Egan, are you fine? Are you fine? Please tell me you're okay. And I was crying. Mm. Right. Um, But yeah. So if they knew that I really feel very different about each and every one of them, and they all mean something very much to me. They will know that it's really not about sex.
1: People can get so judgmental just because they see someone's Instagram and then they see like I mean I just I just saw so uh you know and they see all that like oh he's posting shirtless pictures but you know that really doesn't show you who you, who they are as a person as what we have seen right here and. I also don't want to like make people feel like we are putting down um people who decide to be in monogamous relationships lah you know it's, it's it's really all about choice and it's all about negotiation it's really what you're comfortable with because you know I, I do know people who are in really happy loving relationships that people say like oh why don't you all open a relationship and then he gets so annoyed and then he feels like um he's constantly being shamed so-called for being a gay man in a monogamous strictly monogamous relationship so i don't want people to feel like you know we're Criticizing that, it's really just about individual choice. Yeah, Absolutely not. I mean, in our previous episode, we
0: also talked about true love, like what that means to each of us, you know. And I think, thanks for sharing with us today, but you really kind of have shown us and a lot of everyone listening that love takes
2: on many forms. Yeah, it does. Shapes and sizes and... Yeah. quantities. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It does, it does. And, and all that just questions us even further, right? With all this information, like, is this for me? You know, is this something that I could see myself in? Uh, would I be able to stretch that kind of love and 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 maybe break down some of the walls that have been set there? Or maybe question why those walls were there to begin with? You're right, Kennedy, to bring up courage, you know, for you to be able to say, people are going to look at this and, and, and think of it as a kink. You know, people are going to look at this and, and maybe frown upon it as well. And, and how am I going to explain this to everyone else now and help them understand how this works but I feel something, I'm going to run with this electricity and
1: try to see if other people that I meet can understand like this whole idea of exploration and courage and stepping out into the unknown, right? everyday normal life we are also going out into the unknown and charting our own path in some ways no matter how small
2: yeah well thank you Kennedy for sticking up for the monogamous
1: relationships as well like I okay so, so I <laughs> thought you were going to say the monogamous community I was <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> that, that is sounds so, so weird right? <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds so contrived and it's so not Kennedy as well <laughs>
2: I went to a party recently and as always, I'm always the one person who's single and everyone's in relationships. And, and when I told them like, you know, like I, I went on a date with this guy, I'm quite excited. You know, they're just like, oh, you're going to end up in an open relationship anyway. You know, that that's kind of how it works. That's how the trajectory is. And I was quite defensive about it, you know, because... I, I do like a monogamous relationship not that I've had like a lot of experience in it but whether or not you know it was sort of pattern after the movies that I watched or my parents or whatever it may be, I'm sort of looking for that one person and I want to have that unit where it's the two of us and, and that is very much me. A couple of years ago I was in a relationship where the split happened because he thought I was polyamorous. For me, my reality was I'm just trying to find the right guy and I'm meeting different people. I'm trying to see, like, kind of dating, right? casual dating in, in the 21st century, how it works. is You're chatting to, like, 10 different people at the same time, and it can get really exhausting and confusing to figure out where you land, and everyone has different commitment issues and stuff. So he said, oh, I think you're a polyamorous person, and, and you need to just do that, and because of that, I will not be a part of this relationship. When I was just completely mortified by then, because it's like, no, like, I care about you, you know? So to sort of be diagnosed that... Like, that was painful for me. And then also to be told, like, oh, one person is going to end up cheating, so
1: you better just call yourself an open relationship from the get-go. Kennedy sticks up for the monogamous community part two. <laughs> <laughs> as much as, you know, people who prefer open relationships and uh, polygamy and all that don't like to have monogamy imposed on them, we also shouldn't impose those same rules and standards on people who prefer monogamy.
3: Yeah. I think in, in the love episode, you're also talking about you're you're single? Yes, I am. But no, but you're saying you're happy being single, right? <laughs> um, oh my god, people s- listen to most, stuff, like. most days, <laughs> yeah. Because this is the polyamorous person defending singlehood, right? No, we're, we're, <laughs> we're just,
2: Kennedy and I are still on the fact that people are listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're just like, oh my Get gosh. Get over
3: yourself.
2: You yeah. listen to yeah.
0: us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I used to have, and this was just a year ago, I used to have this idea in my head that there are hierarchies to relationships. Like, this is the best, and then, you know, this is terrible, you know, it's going to fail anyway, you know. And so I used to think that monogamy is not going to work. Mm. I used to be that person. But at the end of the day, it's whatever works for the individual, if that's what you want, then that works. The difficult part is knowing if what you have now or what you're looking for is really what you want. And not because it's something that society has given to you or told you that, hey, you know, if you have this, life will be beautiful. Mm. which is why I'm exploring because otherwise, you know, if I were to just follow all the sort of romantic movies that I've watched growing up, I would be a monogamous person but a very miserable one. Right. Different strokes for different different
1: folks. folks, That's right. Strokes. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As in, I think that's really good because then it highlights that whole journey that everyone is facing whether it's a conversation about the kind of relationships you want. It's really Mm -hmm. about What are your personal boundaries and what do you want in life? That's just the general question. It can apply to a relationship, it can apply to a job. It's just it's a very all-encompassing thing. So do
0: we know what we want, Josh? I think (laughs) we is that why we're single?
2: (laughs) I think we're constantly growing and evolving every single day. Um even after this episode, we're different from when we first sat down together and had this conversation. Even the person listening to this podcast as well, they had if they had followed, say, Paul on Instagram and they saw the three of them in a photo, and they thought they're probably just always Having sex, the three of them, always together, and, and it's never anything romantic. It's just they're reshaping their perception at the same time. Definitely. You gotta go your own way, you know,
1: like. Beat I with gotta Mac. go my own way. That's oh. a
2: different song in my I'm mind. Thinking of
1: you gotta go, go your, your own way. way. <laughs> so the one I sang was from High School Musical 2, which oh. came out when I was in primary for. I'm oh, not sure yeah. if. Okay, maybe the reference doesn't land here in this crowd. I liked High School Musical. <laughs> oh.
2: Paul, if you have um, anyone um, who is interested in dating either sam joe or i or maybe sam joe and i can work out an agreement <laughs> negotiate
0: i right. know oh, i already have like agreements with like a few girlfriends like you know all co- oh all of us gosh. chronically single do it for the house dates. yeah and then yeah, <laughs> at the very least like can be but you know why do people get into relationships right as much as like you know i say i'm happy being single sometimes and all that you see a lot of happy people who are happily single you know who go on to like grow old and everything I think people just crave companionship. Mm. you know, We all do, right? To some extent. And whether that is like one person or two or three or whatever. And the reason why I bring this up is because the agreement of my girlfriends is not that we would, oh, we will get married or anything. But it's more like, you know, we will will be there for each other when we grow old because growing old is a scary thing. It's really about that companionship.
2: And I know Sam Jo is on this with me as well. Like we can take care of ourselves. Like we are happy. Uh, In our book, it's not true that you need someone else to dance with. Like we can dance by ourselves and sing out loud and you know making
0: me think of the Robin
1: song yes. which is so sad.
2: Yeah and, yeah and we will dance on our own and feel infinite at the same time. But um I'm capable I, of
1: being a wallflower. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just want someone to I don't know how long I'm gonna be alive for, but while I'm alive right now, it would be nice if there's someone to sit with, you know, or to have a conversation with or like when my head goes bad, I have someone to call, you know, and not feel like I have to like, is it okay if I call you? Yeah. You know?
3: So that's all i'm looking for someone to share your life with i've gotten a promotion today i have this thought today and you know that within the next 30 minutes you just pick up the phone and there's someone that's going to listen to you yeah what you want to say even though it's something really trivial like hey you know the chips are on sale today
2: yeah yeah
3: i would
1: like to put this on record this is not on affront front to sam joe or joshua but i abhor singlehood i do not like i cannot i i don't like being single
0: why Let's unpack that. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. No, I mean, right? We we we're talking across the spectrum. Yes, please. Yeah.
1: I am someone who craves a lot of. I think it's it's no secret at this point. Attention and validation. I mean, it's not the reason why I. The sole reason why I get into relationship, but I always kind of need to know that there's always someone there for me, lah. Yeah, I, I'm quite that kind of person. Um, it's not so much of the he needs to be right here. I just need to know that there's always someone there. Yeah. I think I think being in a relationship is a privilege.
2: I'm just gonna say that. Because I know people who go from one relationship to another. Great. You know, some people are blessed enough to have their beauty immediately recognized by someone. And and if they jump on a Tinder, they're going to get 2,000 matches straight away. And and there's always someone there to put your glass slipper on, right? For other people, it can be a bit harder as well to find either you attractive on the outside or on the inside or, or, you know, sometimes you end up questioning yourself like is there something wrong with me? Yeah.
1: I was it's um, true. I'm sorry not a little like priceless.
2: The number of times I felt that, you know, and, and I feel that even when I'm on a date, and sometimes you can feel like even when you're in a relationship, is there something wrong with me? I have this ice cream analogy that I learned. Can I share my sure.
1: ice cream analogy? You already prepared it. Just yeah. say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can we say no? Do we have veto power?
1: I swear. I swear, it's
2: better than the water
1: analogy. Oh yeah, that water analogy was hot, hot mess. <laughs> yeah. No. You know. I think I started it right, and then we just extended it, extended it until it's, it's so like I don't know. Until I choked on my water.
2: Yeah. Okay. Kay. Imagine this. I'm running an ice cream shop, right? And I have this incredible ice cream. And so my thing is, when the guy comes in. And he notices the ice cream and he's enjoying the ice cream. And every day he comes back, he's like, I love this ice cream. This is the best ice cream I've ever had. As the owner of the ice cream shop, I think, oh my gosh, I will give you a gallon. I will give you the entire shop. First, he's like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I had I get to have access to this ice cream all the time. You know, and then you have it over and over again. And then it starts to get a bit jilla. You know, like I just maybe just wanted a single scoop once a day and that's it. And then now the commitment to have the entire ice cream shop with all the flavors is kind of scary. And then he runs off. And that's where a lot of my paranoia comes in at the end. It's like, is there something wrong with my recipe? Do I need to tweak anything? What is wrong with my ice cream? And the truth is I'm sort of at that point now where, no, there's nothing wrong with the ice cream. Some people just haven't figured out what they're ready to take on. And I'm right now at that space where I'm enjoying eating my own ice cream. You know, and also maybe decorating the stall a little bit. So when the right guy comes along, the ice cream is going to be perfect. So I really did not like that Black pink song ice cream. <laughs> Paul, thank you for being here today. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. We want to ask you some last minute questions just to throw in. Yes. When you go on holiday, right, and you have to check in, okay, so you're in a triple or a quadruple. Does one person have to
3: hide? no la I usually just book for three it's you too troublesome t- to hide so you lighted. get like a child's bed oh uh, s- no sometimes the king bed is big enough for three of us no three no no, three no, no but when us. you check in sometimes it's like, how many people are? Ah? you try to sneak in people is it no 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 so I book for three and then they will just I will just if everyone's the king bed, a registered guest la, yeah everyone's yeah. a registered guest and if the king bed is big enough we'll just sleep on the king bed California otherwise,
0: king bed yeah
3: otherwise they will just give us a, a roll away yeah. Yeah. okay no I don't sneak the other one in it's not okay. nice lah la. yeah. yeah why should you have to hide I hide because I'm poor
1: I gotta pay the top person.
3: <laughs> Why is your Instagram handle pork belly rice? Oh, so that needs to change. So it's pork belly and rice because pork belly in Chinese is Sun Ro, which is three layer meat. So there are three of us so three. and rice because, oh. because we're all Chinese, so but, oh, but wow. yeah that's that has to change okay. and now
0: it's not 3 ton
3: it's not
1: like can it's no energy for cheese. no okay, okay this is not the chinese one, so there's not as much uh, gymnastics involved but um four cheese pizza four cheese pizza oh, <laughs> i thank like you. that i like
3: that <laughs> yeah, yeah not asian <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. And then, mm. like, we just put Asian toppings mm-hmm. lah, uh, okay, kind of, like lachong, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> For cheese
1: pizza, yeah. with lap <laughs> exactly. Sounds good actually. I would eat that. Yeah. So you know, for a lot of gay men, right? Uh we always every time Chinese New Year is like, a, oh, are you gonna get married soon? Like, do you have any questions regarding like your situation? I think they
3: sort of stopped asking. Oh, <gasps> they kind of just knew that these are my boys. Like when we, so they go over for Chinese New Year. We actually visit like my my extended family together. So they kind of know who they are. And even when uh for this. Chinese New Year earlier, when I brought Egan along, I I suppose they're all probably just thinking, hmm, there's a new one, I see. Another one. <laughs> Another one. But they're all very nice to him. They gave him Ang Pao, spoke to him. They liked him very much. They said, oh, he's, uh, he's the new guy is very nice. He's very sweet. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So your family is supportive?
2: It's so different to them that they don't even know how to process it or like go to their friend and be like, you know, like if you come out as gay, for example, you know, we kind of talked about this and we will do a coming out episode. When you come out as something, it's based on their perception of what you're coming out with. Yeah. You know, so if you say gay, some people think, oh, does this mean that he's going to cross dress? You know, does this mean that yeah. he's, he's going to have HIV? Even yeah. for Asian parents, this is the first thing they think about. But when you say, oh, I'm in a, a trouble, or I have multiple boyfriends and we're in a relationship, or even I'm in an open relationship because they don't know anyone like that. Yeah, they can't even like knock you
3: for it because they don't even know <laughs> where to begin la. Where, to, where begin. to begin? But I think the toughest for my mother was coming out as gay. I think because in Chinese families you can have like many wives also, right? There's also la. this sort of patriarchal yeah. structure. No, so when I had when Ian came into the picture, my mother's like. Why don't you find a third one? Can you please find a woman this time? Like, <gasps> oh. So no, I mean, she was being funny, right, yeah. and partially serious, but anyway, mostly funny. Um, but yeah, so so she was okay. It was the gay part that was more difficult. <sighs>
0: we're gonna do a, an episode on coming out. out. So
3: yeah, that's gonna love be. To hear you would stories. think that that's
0: the
1: first episode, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like first episode
2: we're just gonna like you know. Like we've been planning this coming out episode for a while, but yeah. we're still Sounds like. Funny processing and living through some of the things that we're going to talk about. We're excited for it but at the same time still quite nervous to do that episode. Maybe in 2021 that'll be the, the first one to start yeah. off. Mm. Um, but Because I, I actually had a second question. Yes, yes, oh. yes that's right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, part B. Yeah, but,
0: uh, yeah part B uh, to, to the Instagram question because you're very open about your relationship on Instagram and all that, right? And I know from your stories also you received quite a few DMs like, you know, people asking you about what are some of the more memorable messages you
2: received? Mm, does anyone think that they they can sort of infiltrate your relationship just because you're adding partners. They're going to think, oh, actually, you know what? Maybe I'll be the lucky guy who's
3: going to join the club. Yeah, some of them do do that. Like, you know, can I be the... But, you know, you don't really know what their motivation is. So, yeah. I did not just go, oh, I'm, I'm very flattered. But that's it. And they're like, smiley and that's it. Ah, yes. So, one of the ones that I really like a lot is that I think he was comparing it to a serial monogamist. He was saying people go through life having many loves, you know, one after the other. Why not have all of them at once in your life rather than cycling mm. them? And I thought that was very powerful. Wow, That's very powerful yeah. because, yeah. you know,
1: recently I've been reading up a lot about the philosophy of um, hedonism and in, not in a negative sense. It's really about pleasure in life and stuff like that. So I've been trying to like open up my mind more with regards to that. But once again, that's
2: of course, you know, if, if it's powerful to you, then it's for you. You yeah, know? Yeah. but if it's not for you like for me I don't think you'll ever not love someone that you were in a relationship with yeah, you know for me um, I always have like a like a certain love that I'll have for this particular person yeah. maybe it's just in a box and yeah. like mm-hmm. swept under the rug for someone who wants to be in a monogamous relationship I, I think there's an
1: emphasis for choosing to be there and, and choosing to still be here for,
2: for sure. me so that to yeah. me is powerful
1: mm. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that the most memorable messages for you are like positive because like mine is like someone told me I'm going to get HIV and die oh no okay episode end mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, wow. <sighs> that
0: sucks. Yeah. Never do that. But have you received negative messages? Surprisingly, not
3: really. Kennedy just whipped it's out his just, phone. It's just it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, it could just be that I don't read them as negative, I just read them as misinformed. Like I don't get very offended. So it could be things like um you're probably just in it for the sex. Oh yeah, you're collecting boys. I mean, a lot of these uh can be microaggressions. It could be things like, oh, How are your concubines, for instance? I mean, Mm -hmm. that is a very rude thing to say to someone is polymers because obviously my partners don't see themselves as concubines. But I don't take a lot of offense to these things. I'm just like, you're probably just misinformed. Water off a duck's back. Yeah, I was was (gasps) going to say, (gasps) Jinx
1: Monsoon. That was a catchphrase. Yeah, she kept
3: saying... <laughs> Jinx Monsoon. What, yeah, Jinx
0: Monsoon. She you know, won season five. Ah, I see. Very talented.
2: Paul, there are a couple of weeks before you fly off to go meet James. I'm going to sit you down for a couple of days and just run you through essential RuPaul Drag Race seasons. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because we need to fix this. <laughs>
3: yes. Okay.
2: When are you flying off to see James? Uh, two weeks. Well, send James our love. Okay. And when you do come back, let's all go for brunch.
3: Yes. Let's- Ho-
2: hopefully the world will be a bit different. Yes, Have a, a healthier pleasure. place. Heal the world,
0: make it a better place. Should we just
2: create like a SG Boys Spotify you,
0: playlist? Yeah, oh, that is a good idea. it's it. yeah. a very good
1: idea. Would you yeah. listen, Paul? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're finally on Telegram, we can finally do an SG Boys sticker pack. Oh my gosh! Oh, we can. Joshua is a dinosaur who only recently got into Telegram. Yeah, I'm surprised they took no, So Where do you use Telegram?
3: <laughs> Oh shit. See, see, you see? <laughs> but no, Josh, Josh. No, but my friends are t- all my age, right? So they don't really use Telegram. Yeah, Telegram is a very newfangled kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's like very
1: new. Russian. When app. he when he cause in Telegram you can very easily access gist, like your yeah, own yeah, gist. Yeah, and I know I know i know. So what I've I've I did was when he went there, I got a notification, I sent him a whole string of gist of myself. Like reaction <laughs> gist. I'm that narcissistic. That but I mean, but Josh, what
0: took you so long? What took you All night? night. <laughs> took you to get telegram oh, well
2: I went on a date yesterday and uh, he was like hey I want to give you my number but I don't use whatsapp I use telegram and I'm like oh really una- do I need one more app really yeah. Yes. You and then did. I, I did and I actually really like the interface <laughs> Yes. but I'm like uh, super nerdy I'm like downloading like Mortal Kombat stickers <laughs> like, oh, like the Joker oh God, Batman I'll send or... you a few
1: more yeah. and oh. telegram very easy send nudes because it's got self-destructing messages I was going to say it's better for sexting it's so it for that you can start secret chat and like Every single message and photo you send, you can like, Set like a time after limit 15 for it 15 seconds or disappear.
2: Thank you, Paul, for joining us today on this episode. You're welcome. I think before you go, uh, we have uh, one important question to ask you Who do you think is the cutest and the trade of the SG
3: boys? This is a difficult question. I think I'm the cutest.
1: <laughs> yes. Good answer.
3: <laughs> that is the best hey, answer.
1: We have the fourth person now. <laughs> oh, We do. We do. Actually, three people is a thruple, four people is what? Quadruple. Then quintuple,
0: sextuple. Is it quadruple? Is so. I suppose it? Yeah. so.
3: Is that how it works? I mean, but
0: isn't quadruple like you quadruple something? I know, no, so
3: you misspell it, la, so it's D R O U.
0: Oh, right. so quadruple. Misspell- yeah.
2: Sam okay.
3: Joe's auditioning. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the SG
1: Boys, the new gay podcast from Singapore. <laughs> Subscribe and find us on Instagram at The SG Boys.
2: The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.